0: You will listen to season two, episode three of Speaking of Truth with your host, Anthony Brown. Speaking of Truth is brought to you by Associates Life Coaching and Counseling. If you're feeling blue and don't know what to do, call Anthony Brown and he will help you. Go to www.associateslifecoachingandcounseling.com or call two eight one five four five five zero zero three. Speaking of Truth is also brought to you by Anyone Can Travel. If you feel like going on vacation, you want a discounted trip, call David Weefall at 832 577 1735 or email him at any the number one can travel at gmail.com. So today, this is pillow talk number two, and today we will be uh, dispelling myths in terms of sexual health. And I have uh, my my co-host with me, uh, Adonis, how you doing, sir?
1: What's going on, everybody? I'm doing, surviving doing this Ramadan fast, but I'm doing.
0: So um, let's talk about this just for a quick second before we get into our topic. Um, Of course, Ramadan is one, from my understanding, is one of the pillars of Islam, right? Fasting, yep. Okay. So... It's thirty days. It's 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 thirty days fast for the month of Ramadan. Correct. Correct. And tell us about what's the purpose of the uh, of the of, of Ramadan.
1: So basically, nutshell, in the purpose of Ramadan is basically to make us closer to God, um, focus more on our relationship with God, not take for granted the things that we normally do, such as eating, drinking. Um, certain luxuries that we may have, and put us in the mind frame of those who don't. So it basically humbles us, and it also teaches you discipline, because if we can discipline ourselves to fast from, so if we can discipline ourselves from things that we, that are necessities for us, then we surely can discipline ourselves enough to make those lifestyle changes, such as eating right, exercising, you know, uh, being more charitable to our fellow men. So it's a lot, but it's definitely needed
0: okay so it's um it's really in line with other uh religious practices uh uh it's, so it's really in line with uh i know it's different but it's really li- in line with, uh, with 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 christian christian values or uh, Ju- Ju- judaic values
1: right yeah not all from the abrahamic faith um Islam's is, Well, of course it's different than Christianity because um Christ being a big part of Christianity. However, it's basically like lent on steroids for the most part.
0: So, in terms of fasting, fasting starts from uh, from uh, dusk to dawn.
1: Yeah, from dusk to dawn. So, we have to wake up and pray before the sunrise as well as eat and the next time we're able to eat and drink is when the sun sets.
0: Okay, so during that fast, what is what does that do for you? What is what does the fasting actually do for you personally?
1: Um, like I said, it just teaches me discipline. It puts me in a humble mind state. The fact that I'm able to like have these things accessible to me, like food, water, um, There's even certain luxuries I have that other people may not have or don't have. And you know, sometimes I do thank God daily, but sometimes we do take it for granted. So it makes me appreciate. It makes me appreciate like. <laughs> Way more during the month of Ramadan when you fast in sixteen hours and thirty four minutes, <laughs> a lot more than I do on a daily.
0: Okay, so that's totally off script. That's totally off script. Hey, uh, the more you know, the more you know. Okay, yeah, and I and, I, and I'm a person. Uh, uh, I have a. I have, I'm one of those nerdy folks that have two masters. My first ma- master was in theology, so I'm a very interfaith, pers- interfaith person in terms of thought. So I'm fascinated by how God expresses himself in so many different ways. So that's I was just fascinated by that. and I thought that I would share. So let's get back on script. Um, today we want to dispel some myths about sexual health.
1: All right. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay.
0: All right. So one of the things that I uh, know that a lot of, of teenagers are doing now is that Especially young ladies, what they want to, number one, hang on to their virginity. Right. And Number two, not get pregnant. So when they do this, one of the uh, ha- been doing
1: that. That's something they've been trying to do, right? Since back in the day, they still want to, women still wants to be virgins, right?
0: Right. So we talking about anal sex. A lot of people say, okay, I'm not gonna get pregnant. I'm not gonna get STDs. But they don't realize that this. That is the easiest way to get an STD.
1: It is because the rectal tissue is a lot more sensitive than the, um, vaginal tissue because the rectal tissue can tear easily. Um, because you got to think about what the vagina has designed, it withstands a hell of a lot more than would. The vagina does. I mean, the, the vagina withstands way more than what the rectum does. So, yeah, you're, you're more susceptible when you make those microscopic tears in the anal area to contract the STI than STI or STD versus vaginal.
0: Okay, and young ladies, even though if, if there are any young ladies out there who have this mindset, even though you're not having vaginal sex, baby. You ain't no virgin.
1: Yeah, no, nah, you ain't no virgin. Because you got to think about oral sex, anal sex, it all ends with sex. And if you're doing anything that you can contract an STD, nine times out of ten, you are, you're you doing something that involves some type of sex.
0: So, I remember um, when the... Well, he... Messed up his legacy. One, of the president of the United States, uh, Bill Clinton. I remember him on, on 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 television saying, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." Talking about Monica Lewinsky, but in fact, what that what she gave him was fallacious. Which is he got some head from her. So so in the, in the way he defined it, that was not sexual relations. What what say you?
1: Well, no, that's BS because it was still it's still sexual relation because oral sex is still sex, and it's crazy that you said that because I was. Like to Nihata grasshopper Like when it happened But um, even then I still know Like anything that you did When it came out That she performed more sex on him I was like so it was still was sex So I didn't understand how he grasped that But then we were at a different time then Way more conservative when it came to um, Sexuality and things of that nature And then he probably just felt pressured to lie Because you fast forward to today's um, <laughs> uh, president, and you know he, he got this a- extra affair feathers going on that you know he ain't necessarily denied, but he ain't, he ain't admitted to it. But you know, so we're just in a different
0: place. But yeah, or sixty six. Yeah, and this president thinks that you know mis- misogyny is cool, and you just grab it in, in the pussy, you know, and and, and that's cool.
1: He do, and you know what the crazy thing is, and I know people may get some backlash about this, but one thing you can say about Donald Trump, that Donald Trump has been Donald Trump since before he got into presidency, and been consistent with this. So he's been not saying that any other president may have been more misogynistic, or less. He's just more upfront about
0: it. Yeah, and he's been consistent with his line as well. <laughs> yep, that yep, that too. So, um, um. What are some other uh, myths, uh, or in terms of sexual health, uh, that's that's out there that people people uh, that need to be dispelled?
1: So let's talk about um, since we we're, we're speaking about or Six, let's speak about the fact that um, a lot of people think they cannot you can't get a STD or STI. Um, a difference between STD is sexual transmitted disease, which a disease cannot be cured, and sexual transmitted infection, which it can't be cured.
0: Okay, let's so hold up.
1: I <laughs> just I put that little brief there before I went into it.
0: Okay, so now I know that you can get chlamydia right. and syphilis from oral sex. Right. So receiving, right. right? So, but one thing that I've, I've always heard that that. It's very difficult to get HIV that way because of the enzymes and saliva. Is it it's possible but not probable unless somebody has some serious oral health issues like bleeding gums and things of that nature.
1: Things of that nature. Yeah. Um there's very 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 little, my you're like drink more than a bucket of saliva to contract HIV and that was um based off of information that was in the mid two thousands. Um uh, but um as far as Contracted it like kissing and things like that you know, but if you have poor dental hygiene, then you're, you're way more susceptible, like bleeding gingivitis, bleeding gums, or if you even if you're brushing your teeth too evasive before you have sex, um, you make those microscopic tears, so it makes you more susceptible to contract the STD or STI. And that may include HIV because the person, if they ejaculate in your mouth, you get semen in your mouth, then and they get inside those pink parts of your mouth and your gums, you're more susceptible.
0: Okay, so. Um, because of m- most of my uh, career, uh, I was a, I've been a case manager, and as a case manager, I've always tried to stay on top of of go to HFE workshops, especially when I was a manager conservative of of children for cho- for ch- manager conservative children protection services, and I had to deal with a lot of the kids who were disabled. So one thing I heard at one workshop. That and I want to know if you heard this, and if you heard this, if you can explain it uh, to me or to the public because it's something I've heard that if a person is going to have uh, oral sex and allow the person to ejaculate in their mouth, that is safer to swallow than to spit. What did you say? Respond to that,
1: okay? So, here's the thing. Um it's kind of like a gray area because as far as HIV goes, yes, it's safer for you to swallow because your stomach acid will kill um the HIV. However, as far as chlamydia, syphilis, gunnery, and all that, you're way more susceptible to contract it that way. So um as far as HIV, yes, it's safer. But as far as anything else, you put yourself at high risk. Okay, so um
0: with that, the
1: vaginal fluid too, from for, um, from whoever that prefer this performer or six on a woman, um, vaginal fluid the same way swallowing and ingesting it is the same way.
0: Okay, so that statement m- made me think about a, uh, a a clip that's been going viral on the internet of someone's uh, grandmother. Uh, Talking about sex and comparing it to eating pork, and I just wanted to to, to play. It's 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 it's, it's some of it makes sense. It's humorous, and at the same time, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if the lady's a little diminished or not, but but uh, 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 I'm gonna play. Here goes. I want you to re-explain to me why I can I, I can eat pork. You can eat pork if
1: you eat pussy. And suck dicks. You might as well eat 10 motherfucking pigs. Because the Bible speaks of consuming human flesh as much as it speaks of eating pork. (laughs) So if you suck a dick and swallow the ejaculation you might as well eat you 10 motherfucking pigs if you eat pussy and swallow oh, the fluid from the pussy you oh, might God. as well eat you 10 motherfucking pigs because <sighs> the sperm was made to fertilize the egg and ain't that one of them coming from the goddamn mouth oh jesus it's coming from your personal body parts the sperm fertilizes the egg which is in your ovaries Ain't no eggs in your fucking mouth. It's nothing there <laughs> but sin, lust, and goddamn pleasure. And it all falls under the same umbrella. But eating consumption. But eating
0: pork will give you high blood pressure. Come. Eating pussy the-
1: will fuck you up on the inside <laughs> in a long run. Eating dick will fuck you up in a long run from the inside. That's why we got AIDS and all this other bullshit around
0: here. But okay, so the term eating eating vagina, uh it, it, it's it's you're more so licking. You're not really eating it. Right, no, then you're consuming the shit that comes from the licking.
1: You're consuming the body fluids. You're a nasty motherfucker. No You're nasty then you eat, you eat a pumpkin pig. Okay.
0: Oh, Okay, that was kind of wild for a lady that elderly to be speaking that way. Oh, my God. I hope they, they're not abusing uh, uh, her. I hope she's not demanding and not abusing her or, or anything like that. But that mindset for people who are, have a fr- sexual free mindset – uh, that mindset uh, f- from Christians, I think, is is something that makes sex taboo, which may promote unhealthy sexual practices. Because what we see as taboo, um, we, in other words, something anything that's taboo, we're gonna want to sneak and do it more, and that may promote un- unsexual, healthy uh, lifestyles. What do you think?
1: Um, definitely First of all We have to And I think uh, We talked about this The last time We have to Get out this Prehistoric way Of thinking Because number one Regardless of How what we may Believe in That's reality And the reality That we live in Is that these Sexual acts Are still being Engaged in So teaching kids Not to um, Perform or Sex or participate Or sex Is honestly Counterproductive To Our generation because They may have a complex if they do Want to try that out and We have to change our verbiage and how We talk about sex because sex is A natural thing that's how we all got here Um, Sex is pleasurable Sex um, isn't strictly Used for uh, being Reproductive Pregnancy things of that nature we have To talk about sex and talk about it Freely so we can have These real conversations with our youth Because when we Get these questions from our kids, and we don't, we, don't, we don't know how to respond to them because we're caught off guard, because we've been taught that, especially us as um, black people or minorities, oh, well, you know, you, that's not anything you talk about until you're married. No, these are questions that I have before I get married, and questions, honestly, rightfully so, that I need to know what I'm doing when I get inside this situation, so I definitely think that um, we have to change that whole talk about what's nasty in regards to sex because it's nasty when we're not married, but when we become married, all of a sudden it becomes holier than thou. And, my, my, and one thing my grandma used to say, um, if y'all going to play, y'all going to play right. So if sex is going to be something good, then it needs to be something good and we need to tell us, well, teach how to do it a good way.
0: I've always said when it comes to good sex, it comes it comes with responsibility. Have good sex, but be responsible about it.
1: Right, right. all the time, all the time. Um, because there's always ways of having safe sex, and then there's other ways of having safer sex. However, we do not get to the get to that point until we have that knowledge. And knowledge, when it's applied, is power. So let's. Yeah, so please, everybody, we can like kill that. Um, that whole mantra that sex is nasty or sex is nasty receiving or sex um, do I have to keep a PC as far as like receiving or sex or call it what it is well you just played that okay so (coughs) excuse me so sucking dick is nasty getting your dick sucked is nasty eating pussy is nasty like it's reality and the thing about it is and what's so crazy that it if we do not talk about what our parents or talk about it with um, a trusted adult individual, we can allow ourselves to be allow our kids to become prey for these predators that use those conversations as a gateway to start on um, the pedo- pedophilia or molest them. So let's make sure that we're able to ha- when we say that we have a safe space with our kids and our youth, we actually have a safe space for them to talk about.
0: What are some other myths that that we can talk about, you think, right?
1: Hmm. Let's talk about. um, I hear so many. And I also teach um, Teen Talk at Camp Hope. And what Camp Hope is, it's a camp for children, more kids living with HIV and AIDS. Um, I've heard one about oh, if I, you heard this one before, as far as if I masturbate too much, will I go blind?
0: No, I haven't heard that one before now, I haven't heard that one before uh, Okay, yeah I've seen old movies with this And
1: that you masturbate too much You'll go blind But nah um, it, we, Men produce more than A thousand sperm cells a day So um, Now You will not go blind No But I will say Watch where you shoot it at <laughs> Because you get it to your eye That's a whole other situation You won't go blind But it will be very um, Uncomfortable
0: Now what I have heard is that If you have uh, sex with an old man He'll give you worms I've heard that one
1: Where where do worms come from dog? I don't know
0: where that came from And I heard heard another one And I think this is true though When an old man fathers a child That child comes out looking older I've seen it I think that's true
1: well, you to see my life than I see, cause I, uh, if that, if you know if that's the case, I'm trying to think, cause my grandfather had a love child outside of him and my uh, grandmother's dynamic, and the kid. Well, last time I seen didn't look too much, didn't look older than normal, but I don't know, I'm sad to
0: I guess old, but that doesn't make any sense. I was about to say I guess old sperm, but 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 sperm is recreated everything. So it really doesn't make any sense.
1: But you know what? And maybe that's a whole another talk about um, another subject. But then goes even back into the whole how we talk about monogamy because and it's crazy. But when you look at the science, how women stop ovulating after a while and they, they can no no longer produce. You know, eggs to be fertilized. However, men can always, until the day they die, unless something happens, can always keep producing sperm to produce a child.
0: And that made me think about, um, and, and 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 um, and that may be a little off topic, but that made me think about. Um, you, you, you said you're half Nigerian last time. The Nigerian culture, and the and in the Nigerian culture, especially in in Islam, Islamic Nigerian culture. Uh, It's appropriate for men To have more than one wives As long as they can afford To take care of their children
1: Right That's true That's true Um, Some cultures Like they Of course with lot times They don't practice that But then you have people That still do And yeah If you're able to Financially provide For these wives And your families Then you're able to have many
0: Of course that's not In the United States Uh, uh, That's I I I, Okay, legally no. Okay, but but that's common in northern Nigeria, uh, uh, the northern part of Nigeria. I'm told. I have a. Uh,
1: it, it, once again, it all depends on the culture, because you know di- across across the seas, you know there's different laws and policies and procedures. But it's more of a culture thing, and less of a religion thing. It's just more of the culture. If you can afford it, then um, you're able to have those luxuries.
0: Okay, so what are some other uh, uh, myths?
1: Hmm, this okay. So, other myths that girls um, hold on one second. Another myth is that they can get pregnant if they do have um, anal sex, which, of course, that's yeah. Yep, um, they some some women some girls have filters though that they still can get pregnant by having anal sex. Now, you can't get pregnant by having anal sex, however, um, you pull it out, and you know, and let's say the dude ejaculate, and let's just say. Some of it does get inside the vagina, or he may rub his penis inside the lips of the vagina. Uh, They have shown cases where girls have become pregnant that way as well.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, it makes sense because sperm does travel. So, if if, if sperm gets on the lip of a vagina, it can travel up to the urethra tube, and and, and that does make sense.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible.
0: Okay, and then she'd think, she be thinking uh, Why well, didn't have uh, Vaginal sex she'd be thinking Some type of uh, Macular conception Or something
1: Oh when they be talking Right Or oh, be talking about You know Let me just put the head in But that's where Everything come from The head Like you let them Put the head in the, uh, uh, Not advocate for anybody To do something That they don't want to do But if they putting The head in the, Then you might as well Put the whole penis inside Okay so
0: Now I've read Or I heard in a workshop That when it comes To pre what's what's in precum is enough is enough to make a woman pregnant as well as enough that there's more disease in precum more high concentration pre disease in the precum rather than the regular uh, semen itself
1: okay so precum is made in the copula's gland and sperm is made in the testicles so there's no semen Inside the pre However, there can be um, STIs inside the pre as well as your STDs too. So as far as semen, um, now keep in mind the pre-cum is just to get us lubed up internally before we store it to secrete semen.
0: What about men who pull out before they ejaculate so that uh, n- not just the pregnancy part, so that they won't receive, it, it, so they won't get any any uh, STIs STDs. They pull out before they ejaculate. Uh, is is that a myth that that, that that's a safer practice to uh, to not ejaculate in the vaginally or anally, and it, 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 and it will save you or, or or bring down the chances of getting an STI STD. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, because you got to think about When you do insert your penis um, Inside the vagina or the rectum Or wherever, when you're inserting those two places You're still exposing yourself to fluids And that's how Honestly, majority of the STIs and STDs Are contracted by bodily fluids So whether you You going in there, doing your business um, Fucking And then you want to pull out before you Ejaculate But what a lot of people don't understand Before we ejaculator, we have our orgasms. Our urethra acts as though a vacuum. So it, it actually sucks. It sucks um inward, then it explodes and then it releases.
0: Oh, okay. 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 That okay, that's interesting. Okay.
1: A lot a lot of people a lot of people don't realize that. So yeah. Um the human
0: body is a fascinating thing.
1: But yeah, so pulling out doesn't necessarily Well, it doesn't stop you from contracting any other um, STIs or STDs. And now the pregnancy... The whole pregnancy thing about pulling out I know people who um, swear by the pull-out method And they haven't got pregnant yet You know, different strokes, different folks And we don't have too much scientific data Because, you know, anything that anybody report Can be some flawed data Because unless you're there while they're um, in the act And then pulling out You can never honestly, safely say That um, a child was conceived by the pull-out method or not
0: One thing that made me think about is—is Is, is I, I'm a... Uh a practicing Catholic, uh, and, uh, well, I'm a, actually a cafeteria Catholic. That means a bar, take a little of this, take a little of that, and leave leave some of the other stuff. But anyway, that's us the end of there. <laughs> right. So in the Catholic Church, the belief is that sex is only uh, for uh, man and woman that are married. Okay. and And it could be for pleasure. But it, it, but one thing it should not be include is concupitness, and what concupidness is, you know what concupidness is? No, please. No. Okay. What concupitness is when a man, mostly men, uh, they have uh, sex with a woman, and it's all about them and their pleasure and getting their nut, and not pleasing the, the their spouse. And,
1: and that goes back to, and that's another thing is, um, even me being a Muslim. Um, I know this is not about religion, but like you said, as far as being cafeteria um, Catholic, a lot of people want to be want to cherry pick and be, um, you know, um, circumstantial Christians or moment Muslims. Like once again, if we're gonna play, we're gonna play right. Um, We have to understand that some of these um, ideologies and things are. Everything dealing with all cultures across the board, one thing that we all deal with is that we live in a patriarchy society. Um, and honestly, to be real, a misogynistic society. So, sex, if it was only supposed to provide the man pleasure, a woman would have a clitoris. Because the only thing that a clitoris is there, it was on a woman's vagina for, it is for pleasure.
0: So, uh, so, in the Catholic faith, um Contraceptives, contraception is is something that that is outside of the faith. It's it's a sin to use contraception, whether it be condoms, whether it be. Um, wh-
1: think, but then, when you had to ask yourself, and I had to say the same thing when I'm when we when I speak to the Muslims, contraceptives are, you know either sin haram or whatever it is, but contraceptives the way they are now, damn sure wasn't around then. So how how does it come? Up?
0: Okay so what the Catholic, what they teach catholics do cuz I teach uh catechism for 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 converts what catholics are supposed to do man and woman so 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 if you uh in a monogamous relationship one thing you shouldn't have to worry about is STI STD if 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 you are being faithful to your to your spouses but um well, I don't know if it's a scare attack because that didn't come. Everything really didn't come into play. I, I, I will say that we talk about sex and sexuality, but the Catholic Church has to do a better job in talking about sex and sexuality because uh, because to to say that sex is only for a, a married man and a married woman that's that is not that's that negates the the whole discussion of sex and sexuality. So
1: it definitely does and then we also got And then Steve, not trying to veer out but if we really think about what marriage was and how it was created it didn't have anything to do with love marriage was about monetary gain between two families so how can we change it from between this man and a woman um, after like and then involving romanticizing it about love when if you're not able to and just like let's say a barren woman is not able to conceive a child so it's not going to happen period if we're not able to get pleasure out of sex and not supposed to have pleasure out of sex
0: why are we able to well actually that's not one that may be I don't know if they, is that what the, the Islamic faith is
1: <laughs> no it's very much similar to um, Catholicism
0: okay but but, but. Okay, but it does not say you should get pleasure. It just say that it should be only between husband and wife. Well, pleasure is part of it. Okay.
1: doing Ramadan, like, um, even though I'm not married, but doing Ramadan, unless you're married, you can't have sex the whole month. Ramadan. So, if America... If can't have, married people can have sex during Ramadan, say, after the sun sets.
0: Really? So... That means that sex is more is acceptable for single people in the, in the Muslim faith.
1: Oh no, no, no! If you're not married, no. Like I said, it's crossable, a lot, and, and, and it's so interesting because a lot of our our religions are more alike than they are different. I think a lot of people don't realize that. So none of them,
0: quote unquote, um, they all frowned upon premarital sex. So, so what I was getting at, and I'm gonna get off religion. What I was getting at, <laughs> I'm
1: fucking. I'm uh, not doing Ramadan, but I, I fuck um, all the time. I'm not married. Uh, don't plan on being married no time soon. But doing Ramadan, I do this for myself, not to have sex or I masturbate
0: during this time. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, um, so what I was going to say is what they teach that. Th- they teach the calendar method that during the times of ovulation, that that is the time where a man and woman should not have sex. So 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 that's the way they call it a rhythm method. So that's the way to um, uh, prevent um, to prevent to have birth control, but you can tell the families who are faithfully stick to that because they have large families i I can look at the families in in my church and look at the very large families and then you can tell tell the ones who who are i guess committed sins and sin in the eyes of the Catholic church where they have one or two children, so you can definitely tell who's practicing in that who who's not practicing in
1: that i mean and, and that's and that's possible My thing is so once you are married. Are you able? to, I know it depends on who you ex. Is sex supposed to be strictly for, um, as the woman said, fertilizing the egg, or are, are you supposed to be able to also have pleasurable sex while you're married? Yeah,
0: pleasurable sex is fine. If ple- ple- pleasurable sex is fine, um, but it's just between a man and, and, and a and a and a woman. So, so
1: uh, like same sex, they're not supposed to engage in pleasure from sex at all, right?
0: According to the teachings of the of the Catholic Church. Now, if you talk to the Pope and get his opinion about it, he's going to say something totally different. He's going to say something so so, to he's very forward thinking, and you have the 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 College of Cardinals telling him to shut up.
1: But you know what? Once again, he's adapting to the times, and I think that this speaks volumes for the Pope. That you know, in order you have to meet people where they are, and in this day and time, especially with how advanced we are with academics scholastically, like you just can't tell us that it's just a big flaming ball in the sky, no, that's the sun, it comes this X, Y, Z. So um we can we can't act like we can't ignore the fact that um there's bisexuality, homosexuality and things of the nature and these people are still a part of these faith based systems. So if it's supposed to be a healing place where regardless of what your faith is, Christian, Muslim, whatever, if you're supposed to provide a space of healing, then allow it to be healing. Don't try to condemn anyone that's going into that place to be healed in whatever regard that is, um, by, you know, ostracizing them. So I really think that this speaks volumes on the Pope. Now, we
0: just shifted. I know we just so shifted. So let's get back on topic. What, what else do you have on your script?
1: Oh, okay. So, um, oh, now this is what we really got to talk about. Uh, it's kind of a myth, but it does it deals with teens and even adults. Um, that based on somebody's body language, what they're wearing is that they're giving consent for sex. And we really got to talk about that because um, a lot of people feel it. I've heard men and women feel as though that if a girl is dressed a certain way, well, maybe they wouldn't have did that to you or wouldn't be treating you like that. If you want not dress like that. No one, n- nothing that you can wear, nothing that you can do besides even giving consent yet by saying yes is consent. So we need to, t- and definitely we need to teach our boys that, Regardless of how you get into a situation and your dick gets hard, that it's not your partner's responsibility to get you off. And just because they're putting you or they even worked you up to this hard erect penis, that if there is not consent, if you don't have their verbal consent, don't do it. Because another another, and and we can't talk about male privilege because the world is for the most part geared towards men as far as like the world being our oyster. However. With that, we teach our boys these entitlement issues that this girl didn't got you in this position, so she got to give you some now, or or if you don't, then you less of a man. And we need to teach our boys that no means no, and if you don't have consent of that yes, then it's no as well.
0: When it comes to a mindset of a rapist, and let's just call it what it is, um, I think we unpack that. There's a a whole lot of things that are there. It, it perhaps it could be the people of that particular mindset could come from a traumatic abusive background. So so um, uh, that is not the norm for someone to be to be abusive because usually I know you ever heard the term "hurt people, hurt people." Yep,
1: that's true. That's true. Harpy, people. Her people. Uh, and then also it can go back to us not having these realistic conversation with our children, because if he's hearing from his friends who are the same, his peers or who are on the same level as him, they don't know better, so they could be honestly promoting rape culture without us even knowing it.
0: Now, a lot of it's control too. So one thing I've noticed on a, uh, in terms of 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 counseling people with with uh anger management issues every time i deal with a man who is a, a, have control issues and uh ends up uh beating their girlfriend or spouses they are 90% of uh, so far for me it's been all the time so i i won't say it's completely but all of those times they are sons of mothers who were beat and they witnessed it. They witnessed, witnessed this trauma. So what happens is that in their mind they, they they end up with control issues that they have to control situations because that little boy in that's still in them that was abused, they won't allow that little boy to get hurt, so they end up being controlling and they end up doing the very thing that they did that, that their father or their mother's boyfriend did to other women because they are put into a situation where they can't control, and that's how they react. They mimic it's the what
1: they see, they mimic what they see. Like all children, we all at one point in time were sponges based off the first example that we see of a relationship, and if you see your father reacting that way way, or your mother even reacting that way, then it's really hard to go against something that you've been indoctrinated with.
0: And another thing that's interesting and uh, is that, and this has been proven, proven through research, each and every time a, a man comes out of those situations, instead of being mad at the abuser, they end up being mad at the mother. And these, and this anger transmits into the to the relationships that they have with other women, and and they usually pick women who reminds them, reminds them of the mother, and that 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 and that makes the the anger even more. Because we because we normally pick mates who are who reminds us of our parents anyway.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's true. And you know what? Um, to speak further into that, and maybe this is a whole another topic too. That um, I've seen that a lot of boys that come from single parent homes that they were raised by mothers that are quote unquote mothers boys a lot of the time the mothers enable their behavior like if let's say if the partner tells the mother hey your son has abused me they say, they must say oh well, what did you do instead of checking their son and unfortunately not trying to make this a race thing but I only can speak on my experience I've seen a lot of times well these black boys who were, who were raised in a single parent home that um, by their mother, who are these mama's boys, they enable some of this toxic behavior um the way that they treat women now they don't treat mama that way and if the if mama don't approve of the girl, then it's okay for you to do it how you want to do because she ain't the girl for you, and they let her all fall and victim and uh, make the girl the villain while their son is being the victim, and they're basically um condone their behavior, but that's a whole other
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so what's done therapeutically is that there's therapeutically what uh, therapists do. We do different exercises that helps the individual to heal the to, to 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 get forgiveness to the mother for for not protecting them, and at the same time teach them anger management issues because it becomes an obsessive compulsive thing so they learn new ways of controlling anger and at the same time the forgiveness of the mother so usually when they you first teach them how to forgive their mother and to forgive period then it's easier for them to to control their anger. So they, but at first they have to process that trauma right. so, I, so, I, so it could be that that there's something similar when it comes to these rapists I definitely believe, um, like
1: I understand, you're gonna continue to bleed from the wounds of your past until you heal. So I, I definitely agree with that, hundred percent. But uh, we know, <laughs> we with religions, uh, mama's boys, sexual abuse, uh, right? But it's all good stuff because they all um, intersect at one point or another. Um, what else? Another thing, amongst teenage boys, about size uh, matter. The size matter. A lot of guys, um, because, you know, at that age, they got myths that always by this age, you you know, your dick should look a certain way. should be this size. Uh, We have to, once again, we got to have these conversations with our boys. There's no standard size, regardless of what ethnicity, what race they may be, of penis, that your your size is your size. Um, And not saying that success can only be pleasurable by a person with a large penis. Or uncut penis or cut penis at that.
0: I look, I work with a lot of women and uh, sometimes I get caught up listening to these type of conversations when they're and talking about. Talking
1: about this, okay. And I'm glad. See, speak about it because a lot. This is the thing. They think that me and. Like, you know, times are changing with sex in the city. We've seen that. And we see, you know, um, Atlanta or even insecure women are being more free of how they talk about sex. But a lot of people still think that's only on television.
0: They've been talking about it uh, amongst themselves. And women talk, can talk real raunchy now. They can and, talk real raunchy. And
1: how, and how old are these women? I just want to, like, that out uh, Anywhere from 30 to
0: through the, through the 50s. Right. They can be real raunchy, and, and 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 I'll be side at them sometimes. i say, that ain't no lady. That's a broad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. But once again, we have to have be able to will, willing to have these conversations because sex is natural, sex is real. Now, it's a time and place for everything. I ain't saying be at work or at the church house or anywhere else having those conversations, but in the intimate space of your homes or into, intimate gatherings, be able to, you know, provide a space to where, once again, as I like to call it, a safe space, where, you know, what we talk about is what we talk about.
0: But one thing I hear is that um, uh, is, it's not necessarily the, the the size is not really a big issue for most women, even though I heard some women say size doesn't matter. However, if a man is unusually small... Uh, a, they can can still get the woman because women are emotionally tied to men. But, but, he must be willing to please her orally.
1: Yeah, I mean, let me tell you something. I don't think it's one blueprint <laughs> as far as like how relationships go. But then again, how will a, if we wanna if we wanna say waiting to marriage and all that, how do you how do you know you're not being pleased if allegedly that's the only one you've been with? If that's the only one you've been with, that's all you know. So how do you know what you lacking?
0: And how do you we know we're not being pleased when it comes to serious relationships if we are not willing to have discussions because I've been in relationships where my significant other was too shy to talk about sex and too shy to talk about what pleases them. It's very, very important in relationships that we have to talk about sex openly and talk about, teach people how to please you and learn how to please the other person so that that, that relationship can, can remain monogamous.
1: Yeah, that's our thing. Because monogamy might not be for everybody. You might want to be. You might be in a swinging
0: relationship or a threesome, or whatever. Um, and, that, and that should be talked about. If you want to be a threesome, that that discussion should should happen as well.
1: Right. I, I, I definitely agree. Um, and I was in a situation with the with the significant other, and I had basically because I'm forward thinking and I, I speak my mind. I was like, "Hey, well, but this is also another thing." Growing up. Cause I allowed my big brothers to tell me about sex. My brothers always told me that sex should look like anything that's in a porno, and they said you all know how to have sex and have good sex to make them crazy behind you. You 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 need to fuck like a porn store. So in my mind, all these years, uh, from the age of eleven on, um, until until I left for college, I'm thinking, well, this is what sex is like. I, and I went to have sex. It always mimicked that. So. um, I was in a situation where I wasn't being, like, sexually pleased. And I was like, well, hey, let me send you some links and watch this video to do X, Y, Z. And, like, they were so offended by that. But I think it comes from not being able to be in environments where you can freely talk about sex that brought up that discomfort and that kind of shamefulness when we were talking about sex.
0: That's interesting. Interesting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So, so this episode of Pillow Talk, you have got a a lot of knowledge. This Pillow Talk episode, I want to um, be able to talk about sexual health, be able to dispel myths, be able to uh, uh, give knowledge, and possibly save someone, save a life or save someone from uh, getting into a situation that, they uh, would not have not have experienced, you know, without the previous knowledge. Um, this show isn't for everyone, uh, and and that's something I, I'm going to put in, uh, uh, on the description. So when you see Pillow Talk episode, if you're sensitive, don't listen to it because it's going to be very free thinking, yeah, very. <laughs> Very liberal, very very open, and 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 and. But at the end of the day, the goal is to get some uh, knowledge to people who, uh, in a fun way, to people who uh, may not have received the, the knowledge any other way, or at least start the discussion of of, of talking about sexual sexuality because we are sexual beings. People having sex. And we need to talk about it. That's
1: how we got here. We got here from six. So if we think that sex is problematic, then our existence, so to speak, is problematic.
0: So thank you, Adonis, for being my uh, co-host. Uh, we'll have a pillow talk uh, next month.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, um, definitely. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I love talking about sex amongst anything, <laughs> anything and multiple things. As well, um, hopefully next month it'll be rubber done to be over by June 15th. So I'll be more on my game and more not thinking about food and other things. <laughs> I'm gonna be fasting, so I'll definitely be here and be focused um, on our topic.
0: Well, I can not tell I, I, if, if if you 100. Uh, I wonder where the relationship, whether uh, the conversation would have gone. <laughs> so uh, you've been listening to Speaking the Truth with your host Anthony Brown. Uh, if if you will. You can listen to Speak the Truth on uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, and Google, and and I Heart Radio and i and iTunes and just about um, uh, anywhere you can find a uh, podcast. You can even listen to it with me on uh, um, Blog Talk Radio. So Google Play, iHeartRadio Radio, Public, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. These are the places that you can, list, that you can uh, pick, pick, uh, pick up the show other than uh, Apple iTunes. If you would like to become a patron of the show, this list supported show, uh, become a member of Patreon. You can be a, a member. Uh, subscribe for just as little as $1 a month. So the link will be at the bottom of the show. If you uh, need some instant life coaching you outside of the Houston area, hit me up into the Kango uh, Terrace do apply. If you have any questions about this show, uh, p- uh, please uh, email me at speaking of at gmail.com. If you have an idea about the show or, or even just have a question about mental health or even, even sexual health, right, Dear Anthony at speaking of truth.ab at gmail.com. S- so this is episode three of Speaking of Truth, season two. Sign into to I uh, to, uh, to listen to my podcast again. Signing off.